0: Welcome to the Salventry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the YouTube channel and the podcast. We have some NBA today and man, it's the first massive slate we've had in a little while now. I mean, we had a nine game slate on Saturday, but double digits, 10 games today to break down in the NBA. As always, as you can see above my shoulder, tons of injury and status updates that I'll be giving you. We'll take a quick look at the target offense sheet. All that will be uploaded to Patreon later today. My projections will be there as well if you are indeed interested. And then we'll go over some early interest since it's a 10 game slate. I added a few. Usually I give 18 to 20. Today, there's a little bit more than that. There's that standing out as interesting to me before my projections are created. So some of those players can change. I'm imagining just based on some experience on how this usually goes, that a lot of those players will be uh, providing some sort of value today. With that said, welcome to the channel. If you're new here, I know the NFL's over. over. Uh, the XFL is starting right up. So I'm going to have XFL content on this channel and Patreon. I created some Patreon tiers for the XFL. You can check that out as well as if you're in the All Sports Package Hall of Fame tier. No need to worry. You're going to have access to that. And then if you're watching this for NBA purposes, well, of course, there's going to be NBA content. And the goal at the beginning of the season was to be every single day. We made it there for about a month, month and a half. But at this point, uh, NBA content should be continuing to release throughout the weeks. The weekends are where things get murky. Now that the NFL is over, should be okay, but the XFL will be on the weekend, so it might still take some of the places of them. Anytime that I do not create weekend content, I give my best effort and will be continuing to give my best effort after this weekend being able to put out a Patreon-exclusive content in a similar fashion as the YouTube video. So if you're ever here on YouTube saying, ah, oh, it's Saturday, there's a six-game slate, where's the video? There's a good chance I'm traveling. There's a lot of uh, personal obligations, family health things right now that have come up in my life um so just making sure to be able to be present for those moments makes usually the opportunity to create weekend content for nba not as much of a priority but i do try and now post a podcast after this weekend having a success balancing that in there uh, so if you're ever curious where that content is it's going to live on patreon if i do not usually have a video on youtube there's a good chance there will be something over on patreon now along with the projection so little disclaimer there for the nba xfl content's going live and, uh PGA content will continue to go live, and we're going to keep rocking and rolling. Very excited. Hopefully, you all had a very fun Super Bowl weekend, but I think we could sh- sh- should just jump right into it. I will just say if you could hit the subscribe button, again, that does help me out. I imagine some more people will be interested in NBA now that NFL is over, mainly like the solo sport that draws the most attention. Um Most time than not, right? PGA is growing, XFL is here now, and the NHL always lingers around. We got a week and a half or so until the All Star break, so let's make it a good next 10 days, get on a little bit of a streak here before we take that week off for the NNBA season. So starting in Atlanta, so subscribe on it again. I hope you're all having a great day. Starting in Atlanta, Cam Reddish is out with a concussion. Trey Young is questionable with an ankle. Bruno Fernando is questionable with a calf. And DeAndre Bemery is questionable with a hand or is doubtful with a hand injury. So Reddish being out, depending on what happens to Trey Young, there's going to be a ton, a ton, a ton of minutes for Jeff Teague to go around with the backup guards. Kevin Porter played almost 40 minutes or right around there the last time out because of these injuries. Tons of minutes for him to go around. John Collins will pick up a production boost. Uh, just also another fun fact, uh, trade deadline's coming up. And uh, right now, Clint Capella is uh, on the on the buzz to Atlanta, which would be huge for Trey Young. They need a center like that to kind of uh, just run pick and roll on a lot of things with a point guard like Trey. Uh, so keep an eye on Trey Young news. Cam Reddish news is pretty impactful as well for just Te- Jeff Teague and Kevin Hoarder already. In Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving is out once again with a knee injury this time. Expected to at least miss a week. Spencer Dimity already priced up to 8K. Still somewhat interesting to me against Phoenix. And then you have Karis Levert, who's not been playing big minutes, but he's at 4,700. Garrett Temple at 4K. All these guys stand out to me as as nice bumps with Kyrie Irving out. But again, some of them already priced to where they should be, like Dimity. In Boston, you're going to have a lot of news here that's going to be impactful. Kemba has already been ruled out with a knee. That helps Jason Tatum. That helps Jalen Brown in that mid-7K range of price ranges a little bit too cheap, in my opinion. And you already have Marcus Smart questionable with a thigh. Look, if, if Marcus Smart plays, he's on the early interest, but he has a yellow on him because he's he's pretty much overpriced already at 6,600. The matchup against Atlanta makes it more acceptable, you can say, needing to score 32 or so points to 5x, probably somewhere around 40 to be in a GPP lineup. He can clearly do that, so he's in early interest if he plays. If he doesn't play, well, then Javante Green might draw a start. Brad Wanamaker, who is just a DFS version of Hating to play that guy whenever he's chalk. He's not the Terry Rozier of last year in Boston. So um, keep an eye on Marcus Smart News. Already with Kemba out, Tatum and, and Brown are the main priorities. Uh, Hayward as well, but he's a little bit more expensive. And then Ennis Cantor, questionable with a hit. In Charlotte, it's just P.J. Washington, doubtful with an ankle. Keep an eye on this. Cody Zeller played 30 minutes in the last game. I imagine he gets a lot more run because of this. Maybe some Marvin Williams minutes bump as well. Cleveland doubtful with a knee is Brandon Knight. No real major impact there. It just helps maybe Dante Exum's minutes, maybe Alphonso McKinney. Not much. Dallas, some important news. Luca is still out with the ankles. Bills still missed a couple more games. But Seth Curry also out with a knee. So you're going to get J.J. Breyer, who didn't play in the last game. Maybe he picks up more run. Uh, Jalen Brunson, who dropped a 40-plus point fantasy game in 27 minutes. He should continue to pick up run. DeLon Bright should see 30 minutes. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. still. So with Seth Curry in his 24 to 26 minutes now out of this rotation with Luca, a lot more minutes to go around. I think the biggest benefactor he's going to be, maybe Breyer if he plays, but probably DeLon Wright's range. At guard um, for Detroit last night, you had uh, the front end of the back to back and you had Derek Rose miss or leave that game early. Uh, he ended up with a groin injury. I don't know if he'll play today. It's a good matchup if he does play, but keep a close eye on this. This will open up a lot of run for Bruce Brown Jr. Potentially some more minutes to the minutes limit. That's really not there anymore for Reggie Jackson and so on and so forth um links in Galloway you can continue to go down the line Tim Frazier might get dusted off you have Markeith Morris who missed the front end of the back-to-back with a hip injury keep an eye on that Golden State's only injury news is questionable if a quad D'Angelo Russell very impactful injury news if Russell was to miss Alec Burks has been playing mid-20s and minutes and continues to be around a point-per-minute producer big benefit Damian Lee as well right those are the biggest benefactories uh, to a lesser extent. Jordan Poole in Indiana. You have TJ Warren out with a concussion impactful for a good amount of players. Doug McDermott should pick up some more run. Jeremy Lamb, Malcolm Brogdon should see more overall shot attempts. Potentially, you would think in theory, uh, all those guys are appropriately priced. It should be balanced out more so than one guy taking on a huge leap. Justin Holiday as well. Uh, there's just a lot of guys there they can fill those minutes with. For Minnesota, Alan Crabb, doubtful with a knee. No major impact there. Uh, for New York, Julius Randle and Frank Aquino both questionable. Randle with a quad, Aquino with a groin injury. That is impactful. If Randle was to miss, I mean, Bobby Portis Jr., $3,700, becomes one of the better plays on the slate uh, to fill 30 minutes or so in a nice matchup against Cleveland. So keep an eye on that. Frank Aquino questionable with a groin. Even if he misses, it's not as much impactful as it was last time out because you had Alfred Payton suspended for that game. Payton's now back. So it's not going to be as great for Dennis Smith Jr. or any of those guys in the Wayne Ellington's on. Alonzo Triers, all those guys behind um, Frank Ntilikina and uh, and and Alfred Payton with Payton back. Evan Fournier questionable uh, in Orlando today against Charlotte um, with a back injury. Keep an eye on this; it'll help Terrence Ross just overall production point guard usage Michael Carter Williams as well we're also already playing 30 plus minutes in the 4k range hasn't been great as of late the last week or so but if he's getting that run it still stands out in a good matchup Ricky Rubio missed the front end of the back-to-back yesterday he's in Brooklyn today with no Kyrie Irving against him questionable with an ankle down to 5500 look he was only playing 30 minutes or so a game because of this ankle injury for the last week and a half I don't know if he plays in the back end of the back-to-back if he doesn't, Javon Carter gets a bump here. Um, Tyler Johnson gets a bump. There's just a lot of guys that you can end up going to. Ty Jerome missed yesterday as well for them. So keep an eye on that. He's a guard who, a young guard who, if he's in that, he's in play, he can see somewhere around 18 minutes. He could even draw a start potentially. I doubt it, but he could if he's back today. Rashawn Holmes, doubtful with the shoulder, has been missing for the past month, month and a half for Sacramento, 5900 versus Minnesota. Doesn't seem like he's going to play, but he's getting closer. And then for Washington, Jordan McRae out yet again. This is maybe his fourth or fifth straight missed game. But Mo Wagner, so Rui Hachamaria not on the injury report. He was limited or will be limited, they said, in his first game back. Mo Wagner, I'm not expecting him to go out there and play 25, 30 minutes, but uh, with his ankle injury, he is now off the injury report, and I have him as probable here. So that is uh, right now 24 pieces of news, and there's some other smaller ones that aren't as impactful, but like uh, Ty Jerome. So keep an eye on some of those things. But lots of injury news, of course. I'll briefly let people, if they want to take a screenshot of the target offense sheet, this is updated as of 30 minutes ago when I was recording. The highest totals on the slate, Washington today, highest total. Look at this. Their games are insane. Washington versus Golden State, two of the worst defenses in the league. It is a 235 game total. That is the highest on the slate right now. Washington, five and a half point favorites a 120.25 team implied total golden state 114.75 so that is one very good game environment to target does not mean you have to stack it but your Bradley Beals at a high price point look good if indeed there's no D'Angelo Russell well if he's in he's priced up but he still looks fine uh, if he's out well Alec Burks they mainly dream on to an extent if he takes on some point guard responsibilities which then makes some of the guys like Marquise Chris down low a little bit more stable for minutes everything looks great there. I hope D'Angelo Russell sort of is out because you get really good value then in some of those guards on a slate that has value, but not as great value as that would become in that three and four K range. Other games that stand out a little bit from a total perspective, Memphis and Detroit, a 230 game total here. It's the second highest in the slate, and both of them have nice totals. Memphis is six and a half point favorites with a 118.25 team implied total. Detroit, a 111.75 team implied total. Um, This game looks nice. You have still Joe Val, $7,000 on a slate like this. It's too cheap if he's going to play 28 minutes. Maybe not too cheap, but it's appropriate. Uh, John Moran in the 6K range yet again because he's coming off of a bad game, and he's now in a beneficial matchup against Detroit. On the Detroit side, Drummond looks fine here in the low 9K range as long as he gets his minutes. You have Reggie Jackson in a spot where maybe Derek Rose is questionable. Maybe they give more, uh, more minutes to Reggie Jackson, who's still in the 4K range, who continues to play bigger minutes now after coming back from an injury about a week, week and a half ago. And he's been very productive. He's been, he's not going to remain a 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer this season because of the limited sample. But over the last two years, he's been a 1.05 guy. Now there's no Blake Griffin as well. A lot of that time there was Blake Griffin. You're going to see a guy for most for most games, especially in beneficial matchups, like a pace spot like this one, a good defensive matchup for Reggie Jackson, be close to a 1.1 guy in a lot of projections, even if he's a 1.05 guy playing close to 30 minutes, very strong play in the 4k range, in my opinion, a couple other high team totals here, um, the, the late night hammer, 1030 game, the latest game, the only 1030 game in the slate. Last one to close Clippers versus uh, the San Antonio Spurs, 226 and a half a game total. Clippers 10 point favorites, 118.25. Other side of that is the Spurs 108.25. Nothing from the Spurs stands out too much. You have LaMarcus Aldridge playing pretty bad over the last week, dealing with some injuries. Uh, he's in the 6K range. That stands out maybe the most for me with now close to 9K DeMar DeRozan. I'm OK to get away from that. Clippers side, uh, the low, like around the 5K range is Pat Beverly. He looks okay in the 7K range is Paul George. His minutes hopefully get into the 30s now. Kawhi in the 10K range. So I might have prioritized that um, around Pat Beverly and Paul George as of right now. None of them overwhelming to me. i then Boston versus Brooklyn. Decent total or Boston versus Atlanta. Very nice total here. And in the injury to Kemba and potentially Marcus Smart opens up value. Boston is five and a half point favorites with a 116 and a half team implied Atlanta 111 I think I like Tatum and then Brown the most in this game. If Smart was to play, I'd have some interest. If he doesn't, well now you could start looking into Javante Green or whoever starts. If you want to throw your darts at Brad Wanamaker on the Atlanta side, it's all about if Trey Young plays or not. If he plays I can do without him. I can do with getting to him. I'm pretty neutral on his stance today. Um, But if he doesn't play, Jeff Teague just becomes an all-star type of a play on this type of a slate. And yes, I know he burnt a lot of people last time. But don't look at one-game samples. There's still no Cam Reddish. That is 28 to 30 minutes out of this rotation as well. Kevin Hoarder already looks very tasty at 36 to 38 to 40 minutes today. Um, But potentially, if there's no Trey Young looks even better, becomes an early interest of mine. If that would be the case and Jeff Teague would be one of the better plays in the slate Uh, moving into the early interest as we just touched on I'll make this a little bit bigger for everybody. So for people that are new coming over from NFL trying to dabble in the NBA or just taking some time off from the NBA while the NFL was still on whatever it might be uh, these early interest I have 22 players on here on a 10 game slate. 60 are going to make like a player pool of mine I'm pretty close to that that will all be on patreon later today you can check that out i'll post right now to say my nba projections you can click the link you also get just updated throughout lock unless there's a reason like yesterday the starter on my cargo so i missed the ricky rubio news but um other than that uh, you'll have updates Two lock throughout lock uh, interest will be updated as well. And then like I mentioned at the top, if there's a situation on like a Saturday where I'm traveling and I, I just I can't bring my three lights here, my green screen behind me, I usually have like a portable kit, but it becomes pretty difficult to do things in like bathrooms of uh, hotels and stuff. Or even bathrooms of like um, girlfriend's parents house and just becomes like weird, right? So uh, but recording a podcast in a car or wherever I po- potentially can with just my mic can be can get done if I prioritize it. So um, those weekend days where I don't have a video, uh, you can also be getting more times than not uh, some content, at least on one of those days, potentially both. With that said, Hopefully, you want to sign up for Patreon, you can support me over there. There's XFL content. PJ will be there as well, and more sports as they approach. Uh, and NFL offseason stuff will be posted as well. Updates on teams, drafts, all that type of stuff. And lastly, I'll shout out Fantasy Draft, as I have not yet, but above their logo. You know the deal if you've been here. It's Rake Free DFS. They had a really cool contest for the Super Bowl. They continue to support me. Um, they really do like the stuff that I do here, and I like what they're doing over there on their site as well. I want to see how they approach the XFL. But for NBA, you're continuing to get a really good pick and roll contest, two X-Men cash, no rake, like 10 to 13% to first, which is very good because you're not going to hit that first every single night. And if you're hitting second, third or fourth or fifth, you're still getting a very good payout compared to other sites that if you don't win a hundred K, your fourth place prize is like $4,000. Absolutely terrible compared to the player pool or the, or the, uh, the prize pool, right? So check out fantasy draft. There's a link down below to their NBA lobby. That link allows them to let you know that you came from me. I don't make any money directly off of that link, but it's a tracking link. So even if you just want to hit it, it helps me out. Uh, so early interest, you can see over my shoulder if you're watching on the video podcast, how those ears doing, but Drummond and Booker at, and Dinwiddie are the 8k and above interest for me right now. Depending on Trey Young's status, I'll check him out. Bradley Beal, if we get more value, I'll have a lot more interest in him. But Drummond at 94 seems fine against Memphis with the minutes, the pace spot. Uh the overall rebounding matchup is actually very good for him. Brandon Clark should be back, which is more depth with Jaron Jackson also back from suspension for Memphis, but still a fine spot for Drummond. Booker at 86 is just a fair price point. There's nothing terrible I can say about it. I think he's appropriately priced in a matchup against Brooklyn. I'll bet on his 37 38 minutes, his overall usage in the 30 plus range. If there's no Rubio, even better for him. If there is Rubio, it doesn't hurt him all that much. But he'll just be continuing to be for all 37 minutes out there instead of maybe 30, the ball dominant goal. Dimity I have in yellow because I think he's overpriced like the matchup against Phoenix is very good and he's still in play for me for GPPs but if you're looking for a cash build like he was in the 72 7500 range when Irving would be out and Levert was out Nalivert's still back here, should see somewhat of a bump in minutes and usage with Irving out for the next week or so. Uh, and even though Irving is out, 8K in a beneficial matchup, maybe it's appropriately priced, seems like $300 overpriced, but in GPPs, if he's going to go out there and gun it now for 30, 34 to 35 minutes, and the minutes have been bigger, even with Irving back compared to 33 where you're used to from Dimity, it does still seem viable depending on ownership. DeAndre Ayton, I can't get away from Ayton. If the guy's going to play 36 minutes a game, now he gets a good matchup against Brooklyn. Uh, I just can't get away from that in a beneficial spot. $7,700 is, is just a really affordable price tag. Jalen Brown and Tatum, like we mentioned, 7675 Boston against Atlanta, no Kemba. I like both of them. I prefer Tatum, but I have nothing bad to say about either. If Tatum's ownership is double Brown's for some reason, I doubt it. I think they'll both be some of the higher owned guys. Well, then I would I would pivot. Kelly Oubre playing 30 big six to 38 big minutes a night uh, could be even more than that. Nice matchup against Brooklyn. $7,100 seems like a fine cash play. Seems like a fine GBP play because it has a ceiling on it. Joe Val, we talked about, has a ceiling $7,100. Um, I don't prioritize him a lot, but when he's like a 8% on guy on this type of a slate or maybe 12%, it's something that I, I just pivot off of a chalky or other player and get to him. Christoph Porzingis with no Luka this might be one of those chalkier players he played 36 minutes on the front end of the back-to-back then rested dropped like a 50 plus point night on I think the 31st January 31st he he was balling out I thought he would only play like 28 minutes in that one they weren't pushing him past 26 they give him 36 something we haven't seen in a while so we know he has that in him he's coming off of a day of rest I'll project him for maybe 32 in this spot Uh tougher matchup against the Pacers with Sabonis and Turner both in but I still think it's a fine spot. Uh, He's underpriced. He's he's wildly underpriced with no Luka in there. The Marcus Aldridge in the 6K range, hard to prioritize him over Porzingis and Joval, but I do think he stands out. uh, John Moran as well Uh, in that range. Actually, I like John Moran a lot in that range. It's just an issue of what's below him in this range when we get to Reggie Jackson and Malcolm Brogdon on the sheet, even Shabazz Napier. Seems like quality plays for a little bit cheaper. Marcus Smart, 6,600, made the list, but keep an eye on his status. Not a priority play for me, like his other two teammates, because of where they priced him, but the matchup against Atlanta makes him viable. Like I said, Malcolm Brogdon, 6,300 against Dallas. This is not the same very good defensive Dallas team without Seth Curry and Luka Doncic against guards, and for some reason, Brogdon, who's playing 30-plus minutes a night, who's been a 1.1 fantasy point producer or so player this season... He's averaging 30 minutes per game on the year. Uh, 6,300 is, is just wildly too low on this type of a slate. I like him. Marquise Chris, he's appropriately priced. He's one of the guys I like the least on this list maybe, but he still makes the list. i in a really good spot against Washington. You give him 24 minutes, it's nice. If you say that, I don't know, Russell misses and Draymond goes back to being point guard Draymond, it opens up more big minutes there as well in the rotation. Helps Chris, helps Looney, helps Spellman long right, Maxi Kleber, both of these guys in the 5K range, low 5K range for Dallas. You saw Maxi Kleber play big minutes in his last game out. Um, that was because you had no Porzingis, so he should still get some run. 5K seems like a steep price point with Porzingis coming back, so he's a, another one of these guys like Chris who um, maybe I don't get to as much, especially because of Porzingis coming back, but I do think he's at least in play. Um, the lawn, right. I, I would prefer at 5,200, just because you still have two guards out better minutes run for him. If he's going to get 29 minutes, like he did last time, push that 30 minute mark. He's a good enough player to get you there on that. Uh, also no TJ Warren, which helps defensively uh, Karis Levert and Reggie Jackson, both at 4,700. I like if Levert becomes popular because there's no Kyrie today. I think that would make sense in the matchup, but I'd be very fine if Levert, say. 18% on there something and Reggie Jackson's coming at like 6%. I'm fine pivoting to Reggie Jackson. I'll probably project them very similar, if not better for Jackson, um, just more stable minutes. Even, even with the Kyrie injury, there's a lot of ways they can go. They can just keep going to Gary temple. Uh, they can dust off some other guys like Musa, um, uh, to TLC. Lots of different ways they can go. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. at 4,500. Seems like a very meh play. Has somewhat of a ceiling on him if he gets the minutes, but it comes out very rarely. Nice matchup against New York. Willie Cauley-Stein, 4,200. Um, I might actually take Willie Cauley-Stein off of this list. It depends. He got a minutes bump without a doubt because of no Kristoff in that last game. A lot more minutes to go around at the center, but I do think they're going to start to dust him off a little bit more. It's just a matter of I don't think they give him 24 and again, so maybe we'll make uh, Willie Cauley-Stein a little bit of a We'll put him as an orange, maybe not somebody that we really want to target. Garrett Temple at 4K with no Kyrie, should play 30 plus minutes in Phoenix. Very sketchy player, similar to Joe Harris, a wing player that uh, if you're getting value out of the wings, it's very, very shaky. It's not usually, if they project for 23 fantasy points, it's not going to be around that number all that often. It could be 27 or it can be, and, and 23 might be a ceiling, but it could be 27 very rarely, 23. 50% of the time, 40%, but then you're getting like 17, 16, 18, 19 kind of dud type performances on a big slate. And Bobby Portis, I have in yellow. I like him a lot if indeed Julius Randle is out. So keep an eye on all that. This is a 10 game slate, massive Monday slate. I got to do finishing up some prep for XFL videos. Excited for that. Got to do some prep for the PGA this week. Going to be doing an awesome show later today around 2.00 I believe, on that show. Uh, So check that out as well over on AwesomeO. Be sure to check out the Patreon-exclusive content linked up down below, gang. If you're listening on the podcast, hit it with a subscribe button. Helps me grow. Helps me continue to grow through the what a lot of people call the lull of the DFS season. The NFL is now done. But look, the XFL is here. PGA is here. We're going to continue to grind it out. So be sure to track all of that. Got some things in the work for next NFL season already. Hoping to get some of those things more secure as the week goes on. But thank you for tuning in. Hope you all have a great start to your week. The best day of the week is Monday. If you're still continuing to watch this, let me know in the comments that you watched the whole entire thing. Hope you have a great day. Peace out, gang. Hit the subscribe button before you go. My name's Sal. You already know that. See ya. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.